Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello, everyone. It is just me, Jeffrey, today from D23. I gave Tony and Sherry a few minutes off for this very special bonus episode. Those of you who've listened to the podcast have heard us talk with Tim Federley. We have spoken with Lisa Kudrow. We are big fans of the incredible Disney Plus movie, Better Nate Than Ever. So when the opportunity was presented for me to sit down with stars Ruby Wood and Aria Brooks, there was zero chance I was going to say no. So. Without any further ado, I bring you our special D23 Inside Disney bonus episode with the stars of Better Nate Than Ever. Aside from obviously the fact that you were both cast, what drew you to Better Nate Than Ever? I think what instantly like drew me to the characters and the story was just the unapologeticness, if that's a word. The it is unapolog- now, if it wasn't before. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. So the unapologeticness throughout the story, these characters just being their authentic selves. And even before getting cast in the role and once I got cast, I fell more and more in love with the story and these characters because they were just so true to themselves, no matter what came in their way, no matter what obstacle they were faced with. I absolutely agree with that. Okay. Good spin, Aria. I mean, I you know, you, you couldn't just be a an agent, you should be a publicist. Um, (laughs) Ruby, you know what, you obviously knew your way around a stage, but this was your first movie. So I think about Nate brilliantly and hilariously reading all the parts of the scene instead of just stitches. Did you have any, oops, I didn't know that moments about the filmmaking process? I don't know if they were so much oops as much as like, wow, that's how that works. I I had no idea, but I thought it was a really, really incredible experience just like being introduced into the movie Disney Hollywood world and also being able to stay true to my theater background. I just thought that was so cool, especially because theater has played such an important part of my life. I think that it was just a really, really incredible experience to have. Nice. Did each of you have a favorite scene to film? I mean, all of it was incredible. Like everyone on set made it just the most enjoyable experience. But I'd have to say, like when we were filming in Times Square was one of the most amazing times. And also when we were filming Go Off, which is the uh, number at the end of the movie, because that was some of the last things we filmed. And it was just really like emotional. But like we could also, you know, just like let our hair down and have fun because it was just a really, really good time. I think every scene was so fun to film, but Go Off was my favorite to film because like from recording it in the studio to like bringing it to life, that concept was super duper fun. And I think like Ruby said, since it was at the end and we were all like, our time was winding down, the chemistry had gotten better between everybody. And it was just, it was really heartfelt moments around that time. We wanted to talk about Go Off because it is such a great ending for the movie. And also it was like, Aria, wow, who knew you were hiding that voice? Can you talk a bit more about filming all of that? Because it really is just the perfect ending. Yeah, filming it was super fun. There were a lot of like scenes, a lot of mini moments. Like we threw like streamers at one point and the stitch costume moment and 
all of us got dressed up to see him on Broadway. Just seeing us living our dreams at the end is truly what this movie stands for because it's like following your dreams and all of that. Like that, it was just, it was really fun to film. And yeah. Ruby, Aria just touched on the Stitch costume, which we had to ask about because first we need to know what was it like to be in the Stitch costume? And second, is that the costume they use in the parks? They did build that costume for me. I'm not sure what any of the park costumes are like, but it was so much fun to be in that big bodysuit. Like it was really warm in there. So I was like wearing ice packs around my chest. All the fittings were a lot of fun because the first fitting I had with it, like there was the helmet and then there was the bodysuit but half of the bodysuit had fur on it. Half of it was just the skeleton. And then half of the head had like, you know, cloth on it and half of it was just skeleton. So it was, it was really cool to like see them put it together as I, you know, tried it on and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And it, that, it was definitely very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you spend more time? I guess, you know, it's just for that brief moment in the finale. I was curious if like just for fun or even just in rehearsals or stuff, you ended up filming more things with it on or what that was like to have that giant head on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we did only film with it one time. Like they build this extravagant costume and we used it for, you know, 10 seconds of the movie, but it was a lot of fun. And while you're in the head, cause it's, it's huge. It is the biggest <laughs> costume I've ever been in. Um, <laughs> you're, you're in the head and all you can see is like, you have this little bit of vision through the nose and like, you're looking around and you're sweat is dripping down your face and you're also acting and moving so there's there's a lot that goes into it and one of the parts that was like hardest to get was there's a moment when I bow and take the head off and maneuvering around everything to lift it off and then hold it was it was hard but it was a lot of fun it is a great moment Aria Libby definitely uh you talked about this fulfilling their dreams Definitely would make a perfect Hollywood agent. So how good are you at numbers and negotiations? Let's just say that's Libby's job, not mine. <laughs> I think the whole organization thing, like I'm not unorganized, but like that organization that it takes to be an agent or to manage somebody, it's not for me. So I'm an actor. So... <laughs> <laughs> well said. How much did you each relate to your characters? Personally, I related to Nate a lot. We're both from small towns. We're both actors. We both followed our dreams. And I really think it was like the perfect match of, you know, person and character because we're so similar that when I walked onto set, all I had to do was just bring, like bring myself in the performance. And that was enough because we're so similar. It was a lot of fun being able to uh, bring Nate to life. I feel like for me, like Libby, we had a lot of similarities and a lot of differences, which made it even more fun to develop her and develop that different character. But I think I brought a lot of myself into her. So like, it's crazy because like when I say it out loud, Ari and Libby are two different people, but like watching her on screen and just something about her energy, something about the way she carries herself and the way she helps Nate and supports him is very similar to myself. I, and I can see that in just in uh, how you're holding yourself right now. And Ruby, I did, I told Tim, I said, I don't know if this is just like every 13-year-old theater kids thing, but like I was that 13-year-old who also sang Corner of the Sky and he apparently it is, it's an epidemic that I was unaware of. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely is. It definitely is. 
<laughs> what was the funniest thing that happened during filming that maybe the cameras didn't catch <laughs> or didn't, we're not seeing it, that we can talk about on a Disney podcast? Uh, there was definitely a lot of funny moments, you know, because there were so many, you know, like comedy actors and comedy, you know, legends, Lisa Kudrow, uh, on set. So there was a lot of funny stuff that happened. But like even me and Ari, we walk around set arm in arm and just like be talking to people. And then we we made like a whole dance number backstage one time because we were bored. And there, there's just a there's just a lot of fun stuff that, you know, the cameras didn't catch. That's what I was going to say, like the dancing behind the scenes. Gracie, she worked on our set and Mark Simonelli, he worked on our set, our dialogue coach. We all together, we made like a dance. We call it windmill pump pump. One day for another time, we will get into the full thing. We put it like to a song, recorded the whole thing. That was like a really fun moment behind the scenes. And I still windmill pump pump to this day. Oh, <laughs> I love this. I feel like we need to see this. Definitely maybe it's a, a spin-off special, perhaps. The windmill puff. Maybe. Puff. Absolutely. <laughs> Who knows? If you could each star in a Disney stage musical, presumably one that currently exists, what would it be? Princess and the Frog. That's mine. I would Ooh. be Tiana all the way. She's been my favorite princess since I was a baby. Mm. Oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. There's too many. I I just I would just enjoy to be in a Broadway Disney musical because I think that would be so much fun. Because I love Disney movies and musicals so much. So I think it would just be a lot of fun to be on stage like that. Anyone that you would really like? Okay, does it have to exist? No, I mean it doesn't. I was just saying Aria, I mean, had picked Princess and the Frog, which is one I would love to see too. If I had to go with one that did not exist, I would do Hercules. I love the movie so much, and I think it would be a great musical. And it, yeah. it actually does exist. They did it at the public theater in a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm a theater so, person. How did I not know about this? It's in Central Park. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Um, and I, okay, Wicked, uh, we, we talked to Tim Federley about this. Wicked plays a, a big piece in this. Were you both Wicked fans, even though obviously not Disney, but that's okay. We can still love it. I definitely was. I was definitely a huge fan of Wicked. I actually auditioned for the movie with a Wicked song. Then getting on set and getting to meet Norbert and Michelle was just really cool because I had always loved Wicked at all. It has always been one of my uh, favorite musicals. So yeah. Before this, I knew of Wicked. I'd never seen it. Oh, hold on. I've still never seen it. Ruby, hook me up. Okay, we gotta, it's, (laughs) I have to finally see it. But I remember when we had to do a scene singing Defying Gravity, I knew it because I've heard the soundtracks a bunch of times. Like there's so many musicals that I haven't seen, but I know the soundtrack. So this was that situation. But then like learning Defying Gravity, like on set, I definitely want to see Wicked eventually. I mean, in getting to sing it with Ruby and Joshua Bassett, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> All right. We always like to do some Disney favorites. So you ready? Yes. yes. So favorite animated movie that is not Lilo and Stitch, Aria first. Okay. I mentioned it already, but Princess and the Frog. Excellent choice. Ruby. I would say, like I said, Hercules, because that's why I chose it. An excellent movie. And celebrating a big anniversary this year, too. Yeah. Favorite Disney character, who is also not from Lilo and Stitch, Ruby? Ooh, favorite Disney character, 
would probably have to be, I mean, there's so many good ones, but like something that's like newer. I really like all the characters in Turning Red. I think that's Mm. such a cute movie. So yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys are going to get sick of me, but Princess Tiana from, you guessed it, Princess and the Frog. Yeah. I mean, you are going to hook you up with Anika Noni Rose. I feel like I you guys would be fast friends. Disney legend. Yeah, and then I love her in Dreamgirls too. So like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Well, I have a feeling we know where this is going, but favorite Disney song, Aria. Ooh, actually, you may not know where this one is going. My current favorite is Surface Pressure from Encanto. Yes. Good choice. A little Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, love him. Ah, uh, so good. Now, I would have to say, why am I forgetting the name of the song? I'm going to say something from Hercules. Uh, Go the I, Distance? What's the first Muse song? The Gospel Truth? Yes, that one. I love that one. And also, I really like Go Off in our movie, because that counts. Good one. That is a Excellent. good one. <laughs> Excellent choice. Assuming you have both been to a Disney theme park before, do you have a favorite Disney theme park attraction? Oh, okay, okay, I think I have one. So I haven't been recently, so I feel like I would really like the Marvel stuff that's happening because I haven't been since that has been opened. But I really like, what's the ride with the Yeti and the snow mountain? The uh, Matterhorn. Yes. Or which one in Disneyland? It's it's Matterhorn and Walt Disney World. It's Expedition Everest. Matterhorn. Matterhorn. Yes, excellent choice. For me, in Disney World, Toy Story Land was so fun. I went a couple years ago, and I definitely want to go back to experience even more. But like, probably neck and neck with that was the Incredicoaster at Disneyland. That I went on that with my friend, and we like got out of the line and then got right back into it, like over and over. Amazing. I could not trust. I would not feel so well after that, but (laughs) all right. And the last question, this has been so great, but the last question we ask everyone, and you haven't had a ton of time to necessarily gather one of these, but we're going to go with it. Favorite Disney memory. We know that you've got many more to come, but favorite Disney memory thus far. Mm. One of my favorite Disney memories was probably when we were filming Better Nate Than Ever, when Nate sings uh, No One Gets Left Behind, I loved watching everyone react to that song because when we recorded that, Tim hadn't shown the song to anyone except me and obviously the people that helped record the song. So when it was time to film that scene, he turned the cameras to, you know, the creative team and everyone that was watching uh, me sing the song and he played it for them for the first time to get their genuine reactions. And I thought that was a really, really cool moment. Mm. it's a great moment Um, in the film I think my favorite Disney moment even though that day I was not like actually filming I was there watching when the Times Square scene when they filmed that and I got to be there and watch in the middle of Times Square filming a movie being there surrounded by so many amazing people just that was like a magical Disney moment for me and I would go back and do it again and again and again every day Mm. I think it's a great one. Aria, Ruby, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you. Congratulations. The movie is wonderful. And we hope you have many more magical Disney memories to come. Thank you so much. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this very special bonus episode of D23 Inside Disney. For all the latest Disney news, all the biggest stars, and much more, visit d23.com. And of course, tune in later this week when we have an all-new podcast with me, Sherry, and Tony right here on D23 Inside Disney. Thank you.